Welcome to Bible Stories with Dad, where I read a Bible story. So we're starting in 1 Samuel chapter 16. Uh, at this point, Saul is king of Israel, and Samuel's a prophet, and God has revealed to Samuel, has told Samuel that God's not real happy with Saul. Uh, in fact, God is going to appoint uh, a new king. God has rejected Saul as king because Saul hasn't been following God the way he's supposed to. So God tells Samuel to get ready, go see this dude named Jesse in Bethlehem uh, because God selected a king among Jesse's sons. Uh, Samuel's a little concerned. He says, how's that going to work? How, how am I going to go do this? Because if Saul hears about it, Saul's not going to be happy. And not just not happy, Saul's going to kill him. Because Saul doesn't want somebody else anointed as king. Saul's the king, and he wants to stay the king. And God says, well, take a take a heifer, take a cow with you. Uh, if anyone asks, anyone stops you, you just say, hey, look, I, I came to sacrifice to the Lord. Um, while you're doing it, you invite this Jesse dude to your sacrifice, and I'll show you what to do while you're at it. So, uh, but I'm going to point somebody out to you. That's who I want you to anoint. So Samuel takes his cow and goes to Bethlehem and the elders of the city come out and they're kind of trembling to meet him and ask him if he came in peace. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I came in peace. I'm, I'm here to make this sacrifice. Consecrate yourselves, you know, do your purification things and, and come on up with me. Let's, let's do this sacrifice together. When I get there, uh, Samuel takes one look at one of Jesse's sons. His name is Eliab, Eliab, Eliab. We're going to go with Eliab. Takes a look at Eliab and thinks, this has to be the one that God wants me to appoint. This has to be him. And God tells Samuel, well, don't look just at what he looks like or how tall he is or something like that. I don't know if you uh, read whenever Saul became king, but Saul was tall. Back in 1 Samuel 10, uh, when Saul's chosen king, it's mentioned that he's taller than everybody around him. So here in 1 Samuel 16, God tells Samuel, hey, don't look at the outward appearance. Don't look at how tall he is. I've rejected him. I don't see the way you see. You just look at the outside. I see the heart. I see what's inside him. I see what makes him tick. So Jesse calls his next son, and ah, these are going to be fun to go through these names. I can see that already. Uh, he calls his next son Abinadab, Abinadab, and has him walk across in front of Samuel. And Samuel's like, nope, nope, this ain't him. This ain't the one God's chosen. So Jesse calls the next one, Shama, 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 Shamu, Shama. Calls Shama and has Shama pass by. Samuel's like, nope. Not this one. And Jesse has seven of his sons walk past in front of Samuel, and, and every single one of them, Samuel says to Jesse, that's not the one. That's not the one the Lord's chosen. Finally, Samuel says to Jesse, is that all the, the children you have? You don't have anybody else? And Jesse's like, well, you know, my youngest, uh, he's out tending the sheep, though. He's out taking care of them. And Samuel says to him, Send somebody out. Bring him here. We're not going to sit down and eat till he gets here. So they send somebody out. Bring him in. Uh, his name is David. And he's described as good looking, dark and handsome. And as soon as he comes in, the Lord tells Samuel, Hey, stand up and appoint him. This is the dude. So Samuel takes his oil and anoints 
David kind of like pouring some oil over his head. And so Samuel does this in front of David's brothers and the spirit of the Lord comes upon David from that day onward. And Samuel gets up and goes on to Rama. 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 I think the place is called Rama. Now the spirit of the Lord leaves Saul about this time. Saul the king. And he's terrorized by an evil spirit instead. And Saul's servants are like, you know, this isn't a good thing. There's an evil spirit sent from God to terrorize you. So how about you do this? How about you tell us to go find somebody who's really good at playing the harp. And then whenever this happens and you're all upset, then whoever we find that's really good can play the harp and it'll make things better. And Saul's like, yep, that, that's good. Go do it. Go find somebody and bring him here. Now, one of the people there said, hey, you know what? I've seen this dude. Uh, he's the son of this Jesse in Bethlehem, and he's really good as a musician. Um, he's a brave dude. He's a warrior. He speaks well. He's good looking, and, and God's with him. How about him? And Saul's like, yeah. So Saul sends a message to Jesse and says, Hey, send me your son David, who's out watching the flocks. So Jesse sends him, and uh, David came in and uh, attended to Saul, played the music for him. And, and Saul really appreciated that, and David actually became Saul's armor bearer. And Saul sends a message to Jesse asking uh, Jesse to let David stay there and, and continue to be in service to, to Saul. So uh, whenever this tormenting spirit troubled Saul, David would play the harp and Saul would feel better and everything was hunky-dory. Now Jesse's getting old and what David would end up doing is sort of bouncing back and forth between helping Saul out and going back home, helping Jesse out back home. So the Philistines get together their army, set up for battle, and they camp out. And so Saul and Israel get together and they get their army ready and they camp out and they they sort of both line up opposite each other um on on two mountains between a valley so there's a valley between them the israelites are on one side of one mountain and the philistines are on the side of the other mountain and it's kind of at a standstill there because to attack the other side you gotta run down the hill and then back up the hill towards the other side which puts you at a disadvantage. Nobody really wants to do that. They're just kind of standing there staring at each other. And the Philistines have a champion. Uh, their champion is named Goliath. And he's something like nine feet tall, wearing like a bronze helmet and this big heavy metal armor, like a 125-pound coat of armor that he's wearing. And he's got armor on his legs, and he's got a javelin that he's carrying. And just the 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 head of the spear that he carried weighed 15 pounds. This dude's huge. And he's got an armor bearer walks ahead of him carrying a shield. Um, so Goliath would step out then in front of his army there on, on his mountain and yell over at the Israelites, you know, why are you all coming out to fight? I'm the champion of the Philistines. Y'all are just servants of Saul. But tell you what, one of you come down here and fight me. Just one of you. One of you against one of me. If your guy kills me, then all of us will be your slaves. 
but if I kill your guy, you guys are all going to be slaves to us. I challenge you today. I challenge your whole army. Send me one person who will fight me. Saul and the Israelites hear this, and of course they're they're scared. Scared is putting it mildly. Uh, they're terrified. So David at this point is at home. He's helping out Jesse, and uh, Jesse's got three his his three oldest sons, the Eliab or Eliab and Abinadab and Shemia. Anyway, they're already out there with Saul's army and. David, being the youngest, is still at home helping out Jesse. At this point, he's it's the time that he's bounced back to helping Jesse, not ever helping Saul. And Jesse's like, hey, you take this, take some food. we got some roasted grain. we got some loaves of bread. Take this out to your brothers and take some cheese out to their captain and, and make sure your brothers are doing all right and, and come back and tell me how everything's going. So... David's going to set out to uh, to take some food to his brothers. He could check on things. Goliath's been doing this at this point for about 40 days. Somebody else is going to watch the sheep for David. And he sets out early in the morning. So he gets to the Israelite army camp just about the time that the Israelites are actually heading back out to line up for battle. Now, they're, they're not actually going to battle. They're going to stand there and stare at the other side. But they're going to stand out there and be ready. So David... Leaves his things there with somebody that keeps supplies. And, and he heads out to see his brothers, see how things are going. And as he's talking to them, Goliath steps out and starts doing his challenge yell thing. And David hears it. And as soon as he comes out and the Israelite army sees him, a, a bunch of them begin to run away because they're scared. And they're like, have you seen the giant? He comes out every day and does this. Uh, the king's even offered a big reward to anyone who kills him. He'll give that dude one of his daughters to marry, and and the dude's whole family won't have to pay taxes. And so David asked some of the soldiers standing nearby, you know, what would a man get if he killed this this Philistine? And and it is defiance of Israel. Who's this pagan Philistine anyway that he's allowed to do this? He's defying the army of the living God. Uh, people told him the same thing. So yeah, that that's the reward if you kill him. But David's oldest brother, that Eliab, his oldest brother hears David talking, and the older brother gets angry. What are you doing here anyway? He says, "What about those sheep that you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about you and how proud you are and deceitful. You just want to see the battle." And David's like, "What have I done?" I was just asking a question. So he walks over to some other people and asks them the same thing, gets the same answer. And David's question finally gets reported to King Saul. So King Saul sends for him. And David tells Saul, hey, don't worry about this dude, this Philistine. I'll go fight him. And Saul's like, don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can fight this dude. You don't have a chance of winning. You're just a boy. This guy's been a warrior since he was a boy. And David keeps up. You know, I've been taking care of my father's sheep and his goats. And, and when a lion or a bear came to steal a lamb from the flock, I'd have to go after it with a club and take the lamb out of its mouth. If the animal turned on me, I'd have to beat it to death with my club. I've done this with lions and bears, and I'll do it with this pagan Philistine too, because he's defied the armies of the living God. The God who rescued me from the claws of the lion and of the bear is going to rescue me from this dude too. 
So Saul finally says, all right, go ahead and God be with you. Here, take my armor. So Saul gives David his own armor. He's got this bronze helmet. He's got this coat of, of like armor mail or something. And then David puts it on, straps straps a sword on, took a step or two to see what it was like because he never worn armor before. He's like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm not used to it. It doesn't. It's, it probably doesn't fit him right. He says, I, I can't do this. I'm going to go without. So he goes, he picks up five smooth stones from a stream, puts them in his bag, grabs his shepherd's staff and his sling, which is kind of like a slingshot, but not quite. And he starts walking across the valley to fight this Philistine dude, Goliath. So Goliath steps out. Got a shield bearer ahead of him, starts walking over towards David and sees David and goes, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? Curses David by this false Philistine gods. And he goes, Come here, I'm going to give your body to the birds of the sky and there's the animals out in the field to eat. David's like, You come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. God of heaven's armies, the God that you defied. Today, the Lord's going to conquer you, and I'm going to feed you to the birds and the wild animals. And everybody will know there's a God in Israel. Everybody's going to know that God rescues his people, not even with a sword and a spear. It's his battle he's going to give you to us. So Goliath moves in to attack. David quickly runs out to meet him, grabs into his bag, pulls out a stone, sticks it in a sling, and hurls it out at Goliath. Hits Goliath right in the forehead. Stone sinks in. Goliath fell forward and died. Philistines saw that their champion had died. They weren't real happy either. They were scared. They turned around and ran, so the men of Israel and Judah gave a great yell of triumph and rushed after them chased him a good long ways and so that's our introduction to david thanks for joining me i hope you enjoyed it have a blessed week and i'll see you next time